That's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold sets up. back to the bottom line wrestling cast the career of stone cold steve austin this week is episode 15 the stunner or the stunner heard around the world or felt around the world (laughs) (laughs) we're covering august through september of 1997 and i'm mike prue along with jv and happy new year everybody yeah how's it going it's going well man just uh gearing up for 2019 since technically we're still in 2018 recording this Right. We're so, getting ready for it. We're getting ready, ready for the new year. Yeah. You're hearing this the day after New Year's. No New Year, New Me bullshit from us. And Yeah. That's funny. Because I, I listen to other podcasts, and they're saying all the same shit, too. Like, <laughs> this New Year, New Me bullshit, it's got to go. Yeah. People yeah. need to stop, like, living slogans as their way to improve their lives. And yeah. just, you know, just be a better improve person. Improve your life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to improve trendy. your life. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, just... Be healthy, 2019. Yeah. By healthy, I don't mean, you know, eat right and not drink and shit. I mean just stay alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay alive. Be nice to people. You know, don't be a cancer to society. Exactly. There's enough problems that we have in 2018. You know, a lot of them shed light. So you know, hopefully, 2019 we have less of this bullshit that goes around the world. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you know, I don't think it will change. <laughs> <laughs> no, it never does. So that's why we do things like. Talk about Steve Austin instead. Yeah. <laughs> instead of worrying about the world. Yeah. So we can so anyway. get on a get on a podcast and uh really rip Earl Hebner. <laughs> yeah, this constantly. Shit. <laughs> no, well, I think I think this episode is Earl Hebner free, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I didn't notice any uh <laughs> from everything we watched I didn't catch any anything about Earl that stood out. And the thing is, you know, this is the episode where Austin doesn't have a single match. No. Because you know, he's just been affected by that nasty pile driver from SummerSlam. Well, we left off a couple of weeks back on episode 14, Broken Neck, which we covered on December 19th. You know, then you guys had two watch-alongs. You had a watch-along on the Friday of that match, and we had a great viewership for that. Actually, more people tuned in to watch that and listen to that rather than the actual episode 14. So I think a lot of you just were like, ah, I just want to check this match out. So thank you for that either way. Helps us out anyway. Doesn't bother me. Nope. Listening either way. <laughs> so, thanks for that. And then, last week, on our regular Wednesday episode, we released the Brian Pillman episode and the Watch Along. And you guys seem to enjoy that also. A lot of, a lot of people tuning in for that. You know, a little different change of pace. It was WCW, Stunning Steve Austin. So, I think people are interested in saying, hey, let's take a look at Steve Austin before he was in WWF. So, thanks for that. But now we are here, back 2019, with our regular chronological episode, The Stunner, August through September of 97. Uh, JV, you ready to dive into this? Yeah, sleeves are rolled up. I'm ready, I'm ready to get to work, bro. All right, so we're going to start with the night after SummerSlam, 
And, you know, based on how Austin left off, you would think, oh, Austin's not going to be on this show. But he is. The one night later, Austin is just, like, out on the stage and he's on the ramp and he's just ready to go, it looks like. He doesn't even look phased. Obviously, we know he was serious pain, but he stuck through it and went out there and performed. Yeah, I'm you know, sure. Different... I'm sure he had sick days. He didn't use one today. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, albeit he's in a different capacity, you know, he's just on the mic, which is normal. He usually does have his promos throughout Raw, but it's going to be a little different because we're not going to see him in the ring wrestling at all You know, during most of this, as I said earlier. So, I'm going to start with talking with Raw 221, like I said, from the day after SummerSlam, which was August 4th, 1997. They're going to be in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And the show's going to start out with the Hart Foundation coming out, Bret Hart. And he's going to talk about the Owen-Austin match just a little bit. And he says, this is a classic example of American justice. You know, he's been on that kick, um, talking about the American justice system and how there is no justice in America. And that's what he kind of relates the Owen and Austin match to. And they have Owen Hart. He jumps in, and he... uh, Cuts a little promo on the match. He's basically saying things like, uh, you know, the only reason why I lost was I was showing compassion. You know, I showed too much compassion. I was being too much of a nice guy. Uh, I beat myself, which I really like that. It was like a good way to cover, you know, the terrible ending with the roll-up. I wasn't paying attention. You know, I was being too kind and giving him some time to rest. Yeah, and I got a, rolled up. A nice way to cover the uh, the botched and sloppy ending. The, the night prior, he kind of comes out and just lays the groundwork for, you know, the reasoning behind what he did, what he did, and uh, it was it was good. Yeah, they had to say something about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm glad they addressed it because right, it was geez. ridiculous. So we have a we have that clip only about a minute. So take a listen to Owen. You know, talk about how he showed too much compassion. He also says something kind of nasty. So take a listen to that. And Owen. Well, you tell how you feel. This guy's... You know, Brett, you can't imagine the rage, the anger, and how mad I really am. Because last night, I did a real stupid thing. I showed compassion to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I beat myself, is what I did. But Austin, in doing that, I made you a crippled freak. You're paralyzed, you're in a hospital somewhere in New Jersey, I don't know where the hell you are. But I ended your career last night. You may have stole my intercontinental belt, but you'll never wrestle again, son. I left you in the ring, a crippled freak. You could barely move, and the only reason you beat me was because I had compassion and I beat myself. But the only thing to do, son, is for you to forfeit that belt and give it back to me, or either come out and let me kick your ass again because you're a crippled freak and you'll never wrestle again. It's the only way to solve it is by giving me my belt back. Well, I'm sure that your words have not fallen on deaf ears. As a matter of fact, I'm sure our commissioner has been listening. I'd like to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation. Please welcome Sergeant Slaughter. All right, so you just heard it. You know, he says... uh, I made you a crippled freak. You know, that's the nasty <laughs> thing I was talking about before we played the clip. I made you a crippled freak. You're paralyzed. I ended your career last night. Wow. 
That is not, not a PC statement. No, <laughs> definitely not. And you know, just in general too, like that's somebody you work with. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's wrestling. You know, no better way to get heat than to bring up the major issue that everyone just saw last night. Got to capitalize on that as the heel. So you know, it works. But it just seems like very strong. <laughs> yeah, definitely um, strong. Strong's the, the a good word for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, then he demands that he should get his title back and all that. So, did you have anything else on that? No, no, not really. Uh, just no. pretty much the main point here is, of the promos, you can tell, is just to cover up and explain the reasoning behind his extremely odd decision to, uh, you know, not kick out of that roll-up. So. Yeah, that shit roll-up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a freaking fruit roll-up. It's yeah. ter- it terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so within the same promo, you know, JR is out there. He's Mike Man at this point, and he's going to announce the new commissioner, right? So President Gorilla Monsoon is kind of taking a step back. He has some health issues, it seems, going on, so he's not going to be the, the face of the authority at this point. So they're going to announce a new commissioner, and they bring out Sergeant Slaughter, who, ugh, I... I kind of like Sergeant Slaughter, you know, in his little run back in 91 when he was the heel. Yeah. He was on the side of the Iraq. And he had General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa, Iron Sheik. I like that little run there. It was a Me good too. heel run. But here he is back, you know, it seems like forever, but it's only been six years, which is crazy because, you know, 91 to 97 seems like a lifetime. Yeah. But, like, 2011 to 2017 is like nothing. No, it's <laughs> really not. You know, if you watch 2011 run, you watch 2017 run, it's like, oh, this is the same show. It's yeah. like <laughs> mostly the same people, too. You know, they don't look any different. But uh, Sajan Sada from 91 to 97 just looks like a totally different man. Big difference. Yeah. His chin's bigger than ever. <laughs> yeah. He looks like, like a city councilman or something. <laughs> yeah. So Sajan Sada comes out and... You know, he's gonna he's gonna talk to Owen. And he's gonna say, you know, you're gonna get your rematch when Stone Cold says so. Very cute and clever there. Yep. <laughs> so we got we got a clip for you. Austin's gonna come out and you know bring up. You know, he wants his not gonna give up the title and all that shit. So take a listen to Austin right here. So right now on heart. I don't need no doctor's approval. I ain't gonna wear this piece of crap they gave me. The fact that you dumped me on my head last night don't mean a damn thing to me. The fact of the matter was you were too stupid to cover me when you had the chance. The bottom line is You're a loser, Owen Hart, not because I say you are, but because it runs through your veins, because your mom and dad gave that to you, and can't nothing I do about that. 
Tonight I truly will open up a can of whoop ass and show you exactly what Austin 316 means. And that's the bottom line. All right, so Steve Austin there came out onto the ramp, and you just heard it. He says, you know, you're, you're too stupid to cover me, which is another good way to just continue with that. It's like Owen Hart saying, you know, uh, I was being too compassionate. And then Austin's like, no, you're just too stupid. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you should have pinned me when you had the chance. Yeah, bottom line, Owen Hart is a loser because it runs <laughs> through his veins from his mother and father. <laughs> it ain't nothing I can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck with those. That jeans, was a good kid. one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then you know he's so brazen. Austin is at this point to say he wants a match with Owen tonight, yep. which is great because you know we all saw what he just went through and they talked about it on Raw earlier. And now he's just like, I want to have a match. And they even promoted it as if it's going to happen later on the night. So we're just like, wow, this man is unstoppable. Yeah, seriously. The only reason why he's going to be stopped is if the authorities don't let him wrestle. So yep. they're setting up great angle where. He wants to wrestle. He's not pussying out. He's just not being allowed to. And that leads to the whole theme of this episode is the stunner. Yep. Going to be just so fed up with it that he's just going to mow down the authorities or any type of authority figure in the WWF one week at a time. Yep. So some great shit about to begin because he's not allowed to wrestle. So it's supposed to be Owen Hart versus Steve Austin, but Doctors going to say it can't happen so his former partner dude love actually still his partner right they're still tag yeah they're still yeah still, still, ta- yeah, they're uh, still tag team partners at this point yeah still has the tag title at this point and dude love his partner is going to replace him in the match so you have dude love versus owen hart and maybe what do you have to say about this match basically um i oh actually before we even get into it I do want to point out i don't know if you noticed but if you watched the episode throughout, yep. you would have noticed that um, they messed up with the production a little bit, with the graphics. They had Do Love holding the IC title and the tag title in the graphic for the match. Right? Oh, Do Love versus Owen Hart. I only they had s- Do Love holding both titles. Yeah, I had only saw it, though, <laughs> and I don't know if I would have actually noticed it otherwise because you had called it out in your notes. Yep. And I read your notes before I, I watched it. so, um, But I don't think I would have noticed it otherwise. Yeah, it's weird. It's just like they swapped out Austin for Dude Love, but forgot to swap out the titles. Yeah. Because they did show initially Steve Austin with the te- two titles versus Owen Hart as one of the graphics. And yep. then when the match got changed, they showed the new graphic, and it was just Dude Love where Austin was. Yeah. Title still just there. I mean, it, it, it was an all right match. I mean, up you know, up to the point. So, I mean, it's not – I wouldn't say it was like a show-stealing match. But you know, yeah, and it wasn't they, intended to be. Yeah, they they kind of worked well. Again. It was more of just like a like a a brawl, I would say. Like it wasn't yeah. technical, which you're not going to really get a, a big technical match out of. Dude, Dude love mankind, cactus jack, the persona, the many personas of Mick Foley. So faces of Foley, the faces of Foley. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, prior to the match too, when Dude Love's coming out, you got these two uh, hired whores. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every <Yeah>. side <laughs> with the. Uh, Dude love tattoos on their tits. Yeah, magic mocker. Yeah, which was nice to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of them looked mad old. 
<laughs> I think they one. both look Yeah, they're like riding him in the corner. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to show any yeah, so, disrespect, but they look a little old. Yeah, they've gone a little younger or something. The thing is, though, they're probably like thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thirty in the thirty in the nineties. It was tough. It was tough to be thirty in the nineties because you look like forty three. Yeah. <laughs> it's all changed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got lip injections, oh, yeah. ass injections. Got all the right. shit going on. Basically, the match is going to wrap up. Where Austin's going to come out from backstage. He's been watching the match. He's eventually going to come out. Brahar is at ringside doing commentary, and you know the. The brawl kind of starts to break out a little bit. You have officials come down, try to separate Bret Hart and Austin. And Austin has a quick second where he was able to grab the slammy mm-hmm. and whack Owen in the head. My initial viewing, I thought it was like a legit hit on Owen Hart. Kind of like, payback, motherfucker. Here's a little shot to you. <laughs> but when they show the replay from that other yeah. angle, you definitely right. know. You definitely see that it's not. Right. Like, it looks like he borderline misses. Right, it does. So uh, It looked pretty tough at first. And I was like, oh, wow. That yeah, they should have kept purpose. that angle. They should have never shown the other angle. <laughs> right. But then it's like, ah, Steve Austin's just doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so you have that. You know, Dude Love gets the cover after that. Hearts are all pissed. Yep. Lost the match. You know, then Dude Love gets attacked by the old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> So the front row girls attack the love, and you know, they stop dancing. Yeah, it's funny. So you know, Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson are just walking by the corner when Dude Love is getting like um, I don't know the name of it, but like the stink face, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's getting a lap dance in the corner, basically. Yeah. And uh, Briscoe and Patterson just like walk by, not even caring about the girls <laughs> in the ring. They don't even glance. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Why Pat Patterson wouldn't glance, but <laughs> like Briscoe doesn't even take a look either. Girl's ass is just hanging out. Yeah, those are short. Those shirts, are, those skirts are short. Dresses are short. short. Yeah, sure. So I mean, that basically concludes the Austin part of the show. But there were some good side notes, good stuff going on WWF at this point. So we like to definitely go over some of the little things and not get too in depth into it. But for those listening out there. You know, this is might be a few more reasons why you might want to check out this episode of Raw. So you have the Shawn Michaels promo. He's come on out. And this is, I factor in as being his official heel turn, really. How I, how I view this. Because he is pissed off at the crowd saying he sucks. Yep. And he's mad that he was involved in being the ref and... He didn't want to help Bret Hart. People are pissed at him because Bret Hart won the title. There's no way that he would want to help Bret Hart do it, so he's kind of pissed about that. He's just pissed in general. So he's taking it out on the crowd. crowd's booing him, and he's like, 10 years I gave you, you can all go to hell. And he, he even gives them the suck it crotch chop, which is very new at this point. Yep. I think it, maybe it's the first time. No, no, he had done it on... Um, the last episode we covered. Oh, he yeah. does it. You can it was... barely see it in the ring. He's like right after he comes out, he chops yeah, it out he... to the crowd. He's a little chop. Yeah, yeah. So it's still early on at this point, but he's he's becoming the dickhead Shawn Michaels at this point. He's becoming the real Shawn Michaels. Yeah, on stage yeah. now. Yeah, for all to see. So, Tell us happened. how you really feel, Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh shit. Let it all out. I'm, take, 
Undertaker comes out, and then Shawn Michaels is just going to run away. Yeah. Um, did you have any other major side notes that you wanted to bring up? Um, yeah, I, uh, the Pillman does have his match with Bob Harley yep. in Marlena's dress, which is a uh, interesting. I actually watched the match, and it's kind of got to say Pillman worked a hell of a match in that dress. Yeah, so, and he's going to wear the dress for a few weeks. It does. He yeah. You know, it's a pretty good gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> so he he does as a consequence to his loss. Before he has to wear the, has to wear the Marlena dress. Yeah, because he ends up having a match on one of the upcoming Raws, like a stipulation, right? Where if he beats Goldust or something, he gets Marlena for like thirty days or something. Yep. Yep, that's coming ends, up. Yeah, she ends up looking, you know, freaking smoking Gosh. in one of the. Well, yeah, she ends like, up. Damn. Yeah, she's wearing all black and. Yeah. Such. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nation of Domination turns on Ahmed Johnson, who just joined. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago. So they turned on his ass real quick. And I guess it's because he's injured. So yeah, figured, ah, get you out of the picture. Yeah, they slowly kind of work him out through some matches. Because uh, yeah. I know he has a match a couple of Raws from now. And uh, he beats, I think he beats The Rock. Yeah, I think so. But um, this might have uh, been what led to Rock being a member of the nation is the Ahmed Johnson injury. You know, they wanted to try to freshen up the nation, so they added Ahmed Johnson. Then he got injured, so oh, well, well, had the rock then. Yep, freshen it up. Which will uh, oh. I'll hit up on my on side notes for uh, Raw two tw- uh, Raw two twenty two. Yeah, which we're getting into right now. Right now. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Raw two twenty two is August eleventh, nineteen ninety seven, from Biloxi, Mississippi. Yep, and this is a live episode, also, and this is an episode where there is no Steve Austin. At all. So we're just going to kind of run through quick side notes, just like we did for the end of that last portion. The only thing really Steve Austin related before we get to those side notes is a do love promo. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about his tag team partner, tag team champion, and he's just being asked about Austin. So Vince McMahon asked, oh, how's the update? And do loves that. The Iceman will be back. <laughs> so <laughs> he says he will be back. They announced that there's going to be a fatal four-way match at In Your House Ground Zero. So the tag titles will be up. You know, Steve Austin can be back in time. Dude Love and Steve Austin will defend it in this triple threat. I mean, in this fatal four-way. And so that's announced there. But as we know, that's not going to happen. And uh, Mankind, Dude Love, Mankind's supposed to have the match with Shawn Michaels later in the night. Love is all supportive of Mankind. (laughs) 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 And then HBK's on the Titan Tron. He's just looking at Dude Love. He's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) He just calls him an idiot. (laughs) It's like, you're Mankind, asshole. Stop doing this bullshit. So, you know, for some side notes now, like I said, that's really the only awesome thing that happened. So, quickly on to the side notes. To just piggyback on what I was just saying about how Ahmed Johnson kicked out that very next week here on Raw 222, Rocky Maivia joins the nation in his little referee outfit <laughs> that yeah. he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. The ref gets dropped. Uh, Rock comes out um, to help Farouk, who's wrestling Chains. Well, he comes out as if he's just trying to help out Chains, basically. Well, yeah, 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 but then he does the... The quick switch and rock right. bottoms chains. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's just trying to like wake up the ref. Yeah, and yeah. then 
that he uh, knocks out the other guy. Yep. I think it was Chains, maybe. Was no, it Chains? Yeah, it was Chains. Finally? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so... Because right now they're full-blown, like, uh, you get all these stables going on. You get the biker gang. Ugh, the factions. Yeah, all the factions. <laughs> Gangs. Even <laughs> even the uh, Survivor Series that's coming up next month is going to be called Gang Rules. Yeah. But, oh, damn gangs. I mean, even though Austin is in, in on this Raw, it is a pretty good Raw. I mean, you know, the opening promo from Shawn Michaels is, is a hit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he's, he says, why don't you ask your mama and your sister how gay Shawn Michaels is? Yeah, that was... <laughs> he's spitting fire out there. The big Shawn is gay chant going yeah. on. Yeah, why don't you ask for your mama and your sister how you get going? What a comeback. Then he, then he gives the crotch chop yeah. right there. <laughs> With his 1990s pleated khaki shorts and snake belt. Yeah. Was that what those belts were called? They were like snake belts, right? You don't see them Thanks. anymore. They were 90s. The leather ones that are like woven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called like snake belts. You'd have like the the long end of the belt hanging. Hanging? Yeah. Down to I your knee. Like it was your dick. Crossing your arms. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Guess what, girls? You're thinking of my dick now. Yeah, because look what you're looking at now. Because <laughs> my belt's hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> I had that. I had it so long that I'd like chew on it. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that too. It explains a lot. I'm chewing leather. Fucking idiot. <laughs> chewing imported leather. Ugh. Yeah, so you got HBK full dick mode at this point. Yeah. Slaughter comes out. He's just being like, <laughs> so immature. Like, he's getting spit on the whole time. Like, uh, stop it. Get yeah, away. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and I do remember that being a thing about uh, the whole Sergeant Slobber. Because yeah, Sergeant Slobber. Uh, Triple H says it to him you know, way down the line. I don't know how long, how far out from here. But at some point, it, it's, I think it's Triple H that says it. It's like, say it, don't spray it. When uh, yeah. Sergeant Slobber is trying to discipline him. Yep. And I thought it was funny because around that time, that was everyone kid was saying that middle school jeez dude say it don't spray it man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just doing some research early today for our episode coming up in weeks yep and they do mention sergeant slaughter slobber in one of the promos you know when i was watching this i was like ah oh, they should call him sergeant slobber yep I was like, yeah they probably did do that yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they did yeah of course they did I mean, that's easy enough. That's a layup. Got to hit your layups. Um, yeah. So HBK is going to say he's got this big insurance policy. You know, last time he said that, he brought out Psycho Sid as his, his insurance policy, as his uh, bodyguard. But he's going to bring out a new bodyguard of sorts later in the night. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, he gives the big suck at Sarge before they walk off. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the match where HBK and Mankind and the big insurance policy. Hey, Ravishing Rick Rude. So now he's aligned with Ravishing Rick Rude comes out. And HBK is going to hit the sweet chin music on on Mankind. So we're starting to see early formation of Generation X. Yep. Even have Hunter and China come out to ringside too, which they're not even affiliated with at all at this point. Nope. They have, they've never really even been together. Other than the curtain call. We've seen the curtain call. Mm-hmm. That's the only other time that they've been friendly. So, so you know, that kind of wraps up that episode. So some good stuff in terms of the build-up to DX and Shawn Michael. And I, I just have one more side note. If you oh. want to hear one of the worst promos ever, <sighs> uh, watch this episode and listen, uh, 
put this episode on and watch the Patriots promo. I believe it's at the end of the show. He does a promo. And, God, it's awful. That guy's voice is just terrible. It doesn't carry well. Yeah, I remember that sucking. (laughs) Yeah, go check that out for some promo. Yeah, if you want to cringe a little. (laughs) All right, so this brings us to Raw 223, August 18th, 1997. Coming live from Atlantic City, New Jersey. And Austin was off this past week, but they're going to start the show. Actually, they're not going to start the show with him. He doesn't show up to the second hour, but they're going to feature him in a little interview with Jim Ross. And prior to that, they're going to give us a little recap of the injury, you know, to get us back into, you know, remembering how, how this all went down and how was he affected. So we uh, actually took a clip of that, and you can listen to that recap right now. So take a listen. Let's listen to this capacity crowd. Let's take you back to SummerSlam. Let's take you now to the Stone Cold story. Steve Austin. Let's see what Austin can do with Eamon. No. How about that? A good rip. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Intercontinental title that night at SummerSlam, but in return lost all feeling in his extremities, becoming temporarily paralyzed. Another look now at the videotape shows Austin's spine being compressed, forced down causing what is known as spinal shock syndrome, or more commonly a stinger. Here now from a different angle, notice the placement of Austin's head clearly below Owen Hart's legs, how Stone Cold Steve Austin got up from this is truly nothing short of remarkable. It's the kind of things that young men grow up and and tell their sons about. Most mortal men would be on a stretcher or in the back of, of an ambulance after receiving a pile driver like that, but not the toughest SOB in the WWF. Fighting the numbness of partial paralysis, Austin somehow Somewhere in some place found the strength, the courage, and the fight to get to his feet. Certain circumstances define certain competitors in our sport, and Steve Austin's intestinal fortitude has defined his continuing legacy here in the World Wrestling Federation. All right, so that's just a little injury recap. I thought it was a good little segment to show you. Not, not much to talk about, but... It's really good, though. Yeah, I thought it'd be good for you to hear right here. Um, then that's followed up with a interview with Jim Ross, which I found there some hilarious moments. It's, it's very brief, too. It's only, like, four minutes long. Uh, Austin comes up with a few funny lines in this interview, so take a listen, and we'll talk about it after you hear it. All right, let's take a look. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for allowing us to come to your hotel room here. I know uh, you've got a very busy and a very crucial 24-hour period here in Philadelphia, seeing a specialist tomorrow about your neck, but thanks for giving us a little of your time. Well, you're welcome for the time, but if you're here to ask a bunch of questions, you might as well start asking them. Otherwise, I'll throw your ass out the window. 
And it, 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 to cover the hotel room, this ain't a hotel room that I would stay at. You know, when I got hurt at SummerSlam and I got dumped on my head, no one called me and said, hey, Steve, you okay? And no one ever sent a card, nothing like that. Not that I would expect it, but at least I would, you know, maybe a call just to see what the hell's going on with the hottest damn wrestler in the world. But I got nothing. So the WWFC is fit to put me in a room like this with all this fruit and trash like this. You want a pear? You want an apple? You want, you want a banana or something? Yeah, make yourself at home, man. Well, but if you've got questions to ask, go ahead and ask them because I'm, I'm getting a little tired of you. I'd like for you to address three things, if you don't mind. Sure. One is SummerSlam, your paralysis after being driven in the mat from the tombstone by Owen Hart. The second thing is what the doctors have told you. And thirdly and lastly, what you perceive your future to be here in the WWF. Well, let's start with SummerSlam. The bottom line is I'm the Intercontinental Champion. Right? Right. Well, that, that, that's that. But aside from that, at the end of the match, close to the end of the match, when, when uh, Owen Hart dumped me on my head, you figure I weigh 245, 250, bam, you get planted in the mat, it happens. And uh, for basically about 50 seconds, say, I couldn't move my arms and my legs, and I didn't know if I ever would move again. It's pretty damn scary. So, uh, you know, I'm through with that, looking past that. I've watched that on tape probably 30 or 40 times, and it still sucks each time I see it. But I'm over it, and I'm moving around, and I'm happy about that. But uh, Owen Hart has got hell to pay. You get dumped on your head, you get in a position that I was put in, it ain't worth a damn. And I'm just a, a little bit of off. Well, I'm not a little bit of off, I'm a whole lot of off. But you know what they say, it's better to be off than of on. But Owen Hart's got hell to pay when I come back. And you, you say you got another question. What was the other question? Well, the doctors. You've, you've, you've seen several yeah, I've doctors. I've seen a couple of doctors, and one guy said uh, uh, maybe you should do something else. Well, Steve Austin doesn't do anything else. What I do is wrestle, and I'm the best wrestler in the world, and can't nobody tell me different. So I'm supposed to see the top guy, the top spine guy in the country tomorrow here in Philadelphia and see what he has to say. And it doesn't matter really what he says, the, the, the end result, the decision's mine. He can sit there and say, don't do this, try not to do this, whatever. But the bottom line is, I'm the one that makes the decision. So I'll sit there, rethink things, and go from there. But uh, regardless of what he says, Owen Hart's got hell to pay. You know, when you do something to what, when you do what he did to me, you know, if it's my last step in life, you can damn well bet he's going to get the kicked out of him one way or the other. And that's it. You know, I don't know when, where, how, or what, but it's going to happen. As far as my future, don't sit there and try to butt in because I'm talking, right? Okay, as far as my future goes, hell, like I said, I'll listen to what the doctor says, but I'm going to do what I want. The future for Steve Austin, as far as I'm concerned, is to put on his black trunks and black boots and show up. I'm going to take a few days off. I'll probably take a few weeks off. Because, you know, when you're sitting there at the house, you watch a film of uh, getting paralyzed for there 50 seconds. You watch it 30, 40 times. You know, it kinda, you, you get a little depressed. So I drank a few cases of beer. I'll tell you exactly what I did. I just ride around in my four-wheeler, drink a few beers, and sit there and think about it. But uh, I'm going to go see this doctor and see what he has to say. And, but as far as I'm concerned, the only way I can see my future is to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, continue on right through the top in the WWF, just like I've done since I've been here. All the damn bureaucratic red tape, all the bull that I've been through, it's taken me eight years to get to where, I've, where I'm at right now. If you think for one split second that a pile driver is going to stop me, it ain't going to happen. Did it slow me down? Damn right, but it ain't going to stop me. Ground zero, sub-zero, whatever the hell you want to call it, in Louisville, I'll be there. Whether it's to uh, hand the belt over, if I decide maybe it's time to hang it up, I'll do that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think when uh, Ground Zero rolls around, you'll see Stone Cold, don't wipe your nose, it pisses me off. You'll see Stone Cold Steve Austin, and don't smile. You'll see Stone Cold Steve Austin in a black pair of trunks and a black pair of boots, and I'll be out there whipping somebody's ass. I don't know what kind of match it is. It's some kind of little uh, four tag team. It's just some kind of 
I can't, is that right? That's right. Okay, well, I'll be there. And the, 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 what, what gets me is, is that Steve Austin is in a new level now because, you know, if, if I was pissed off before, I'm a lot more pissed off now, and that makes me even more dangerous, not a liability, and that's the bottom line. You got anything else you want to say? No, sir. Then get the hell out. All right, so you have Steve Austin with Jim Ross. They are in a Philadelphia hotel, and Austin is about to have his second visit uh, visit for a second opinion yep. on his injury. He's going to see some spinal expert. The best one in the country. Yeah, the best one in the country, <laughs> which I don't, I don't know who it is. I didn't look it up. Oh, that doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bullshit. Yeah. But it was reported in the Observer that he did go see somebody in Philadelphia even before this was on the show. Gotcha. You know? But um, Austin is kind of pissed. You know, as typical, Owen Hart is going to have hell to pay when he comes back. Uh, he's kind of ticked off about the hotel room. Like, oh, look at this hotel room they put me up in. And he starts throwing fruit at JR. <laughs> you know, he's kind of upset with um, you know, how he's being treated. And nobody gave him a phone call. I think that's maybe possibly a dig at Owen Hart because Owen Hart never called to say sorry or anything, you know, which would be standard procedure when you injure somebody in a match. Yeah, like apologize. Yeah, especially like, the severity of the injury. Like, right. check in on the guy. He's still your coworker. You know, right, and he's pissed, you know, because he's red hot at this point. Yeah, like I'm on fire, and you know that, and you almost like kind of treating it like, well, like, maybe that's good for me now that he's going to be out. Yeah, you get to kind of see it come across that way. I mean, it, but Austin—that's what I would be thinking too. Yeah, Austin covers his tracks and kind of taking a shot at as as if it's the whole locker room that's against him, right. which sticks yeah. with this whole theme of being, uh, you know, an outsider. Right. And when he brings it up at first, he kind of catches himself, where he's like, you know, uh, it would have been nice to call, you know, just just to see, like, because he realizes, like, oh, I don't want people. Checking in on me. I don't really care about that. <laughs> it does. But, it you know. kind of contradicts himself. Right. It would have been good to see, though, like, you know, how your hottest star's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the moneymaker. Right. So he's kind of like, basically points out, like, he's a little depressed. Like, he's drinking cases of beer. Yeah. He's driving around on his four-wheeler, drunk. thinking about things. Yeah. Drunk. Sure, that's not legal. Which is kind of, this is this must be the his first mention of beer become a huge part of his character. Yeah, it becomes a massive part, probably the biggest huge. part of his character. Right. And, and it's crazy because, you know, he's already a great Stone Cold Steve Austin at this point, yeah. and that is not even part of his character yet. They're like, how do we make him cooler? We <laughs> throw in the, one of the best parts of Homer Simpson, beer. You're right. He's got to be somebody you want to sit down and have a beer with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to start drinking some beers. <laughs> yeah. American, domestic beer. Yeah. Coors Light. Yeah. Miller Light. Today we'd get like hipster Steve Austin drinking all his different IPAs. Well, he has his own. He has his own IPA? IPA. Yeah, Broken Skull IPA. Oh, shit. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it, no. It's only in um, California, so you have to find a way to get it shipped. Oh, jeez. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I do like IPAs, though. It's on a side note. Yeah, that's the only craft that I would like. Yeah. IPA. Can't handle the, the heavy shit. Yeah, chocolate shit, stouts, and yeah. all that. Not my style. As you listeners know that, anyway. Captain Morgan, man. Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain Morgan and Coke. 
Or Admiral Nelson. Yeah, Admiral, Admiral, Admiral Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other one? Sailor Jerry? Yeah, Sailor Jerry's all right, too. Yeah, I like that. I like it, too. Shit's like 90-something proof, though. Should be careful. <laughs> You'll be taking a real stone cold instead of too many of those. <laughs> well, midnight time. <laughs> well, as I was mentioning before, we played the clip that he comes up with some uh, funny lines. And the one that I'm thinking of is <laughs> he's, he's sitting there talking to JR. You don't see JR. JR was off camera. Yeah. Just see Steve Austin. And Steve Austin just like kind of stops in his tracks. You know, kind of without a beat, too. He says, don't wipe your nose. It pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. That was going to say that. That was going to be mine, too. <laughs> don't wipe your nose. It pisses me off. <laughs> hey, don't smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because JR must have laughed, like smiled. Because it's, you know, yeah, got that was funny to JR. Nice little rib. And then just without a beat, he's like, hey, don't smile. <laughs> just awesome, Steve Austin. <laughs> so Steve Austin continues on with, you know, a pile driver. You know, it's not going to stop me. I'm going to do what I want to do. That becomes one of his kind of phrases that he has over the next weeks, next month is, I'm doing what I want. Yep. I'm doing what I want to do. And he says he's going to come back to this uh, Sub-Zero or Ground Zero pay-per-view, whatever it's called, in <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. And he's going to have this match, the Fatal Fall Way. And he even says, like, you know, this is a match with four teams or some shit like that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they have to bleep out the shit. <laughs> so he says he's going to be back at Ground Zero. We'll see him there. Um, we still don't know if he's going to be ready to wrestle. Probably not. But he's supposed to be in the Fatal 4-Way with Dude Love. Mm-hmm. So that's as, as I said earlier, that's not going to come to fruition. Nope. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to Ground Zero in a little bit. So I thought it was a good promo, a good interview. It was kind of nice to the point. You know, it's only four minutes, but he gets his point out. You know, he's pissed off with uh, the WWF, how they're treating him. And nobody's going to tell him what to do. And he's going to be back as soon as possible. Yep. Back in ground zero. Because he'd rather be pissed off than pissed on. That's right. He <laughs> says that. <laughs> uh, some notable side notes right here on this episode. You have Rick Rude. He opens the show. Which is... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you say? Oh, uh, go ahead. No, um... <clears throat> he opens the show with a, what I thought was actually a really good promo. Yeah, it was a good promo. But for me, I was just caught off guard by the shitty replacement music. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, what kind of, like, how is that not just a generic song that that nobody owns? Like, yeah. who owns that, you know, that Rick Rude music? It just seems like it's, I don't know what it's called, but it's like, open right i don't yeah, know what they like call it no copyright or something right i don't know i get well apparently it is but that's like saying like rick flair's music is copyright yeah no that's just it's a song yep. <laughs> it's just or macho man's stuff like that right exactly but it's funny his promo is basically he just takes himself you know takes the insurance policy role and really rolls with it yeah so he says um you supply the buck, I supply the bang. <laughs> yeah. I offer long-term, short-term, and accidental insurance policies or something. It's fucking good. The thing is, he doesn't really do much in his little run here. No. You know, which is only like two months, two and a half months. You know, I think he hits uh, some people with a briefcase every once in a while. But Yeah, that's really it. 
Yeah. He he can't actually take bumps because of his contract and because of a lawsuit. Something to do with um this settlement. He had a settlement where I think it's called the Lloyds of London. And he can't take any bumps. So he's getting paid so much money and he's not allowed to actively wrestle or take any bumps. But he can give bumps. That's why we don't see... He can give it, but he can't take it. Right. Well, you had that to start the show. You got Rocky Maivia cutting his first promo as a member of the nation, which I thought was really good. He tells the people to shut up. Yeah. You start to see see some attitude from him. And um, another thing that happened on the show is what you mentioned earlier about Pillman challenges Goldust for a match at um, it's going to be at Ground Zero, and if he wins, he gets Marlena for thirty days, and he even alludes to the Dakota being his daughter and not Dustin's daughter, <laughs> or Goldust's daughter. So that was kind of I don't know, you know, kind of out there say that about a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, they have some like weird vignettes and shit. Like in either in this Raw or Raw is coming up, and the Dakota is in them, and they're very weird. Like yeah. there's one, it's like Dustin and uh, Marlena are at like the shore, like on a beach, yep. and it seems like the kid's not feeling like the whole video because she legit like runs away up the beach, and you could tell like the cameraman's probably like, hey, you know, go back because she kind of looks back as she's walking up to them. It's just yeah. terrible. It's so weird. She's probably thinking as a three-year-old, like, who the hell is yeah, this not with my mommy, not my yeah. daddy? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, three-year-old doesn't know. No. Can't really explain. Oh, we're acting. You know, this is for an <laughs> angle. <laughs> what? Poor girl. <laughs> yeah, seriously. She's like 20. She must be. Yeah, she's 24 now. Yeah, 24 yeah. years old. What she's doing? I don't know if she's involved in wrestling business at all. Probably not. Probably stay far away from it. Yeah, probably not. Huh. Alright, so you have that. You have HBK and Triple H are going to team up now. So you see you know, Shawn Michaels kind of getting his way. He's probably, I want to work with my boy, Triple H. Yep. So he's probably forcing that. He's probably using his leverage backstage to get him to just work with Triple H more. And, so they um, team up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Undertaker and Mankind team up for the first time in what McMahon calls a battle of reluctant partners. <laughs> What were you going to say? Um, wasn't that like one of our sh- show titles? Reluctant yeah. Partners? That's yeah, Shawn Michaels and Austin. Austin, yeah. Um, but I was going to say Triple H also has a promo, since you had mentioned them on this Raw. And it's actually really good. He has a great line. He's like, you know, pretty much like how Vince is always against me. He's like, oh, you think, you know, now you have something with Shawn. Now you have something against me. He's like, how come every time Shawn Michaels does the, cr- the crime, I have to pay the time again? Yeah. Yeah, so. it's good that he brings that up. I like yeah, that. it's actually a good little promo. They kind of cut yeah. him off, though. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't know where he was going. He's starting to kind of freestyle on his own a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll just cut away from that. <laughs> and he's taking advantage of being friendly with Shawn Michaels now. Yeah, yep. So it's like, ah, oh, you're not going to do anything to Triple H because Michaels would be pissed about yeah, it. Yep, and we'll both leave. Yeah. We'll take China with yep. us. <laughs> good. Take care. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that really concludes that Raw. Um, I mean, the very last thing is pretty brutal. You get a Taker takes a hell of a chair shot from HBK at the end of that tag team. It's all busted open. Uh, that kind of concludes the show. And then you're not going to have Raw or Monday Night Raw for two weeks. So August 25th, no Raw. 
September 1st, no Raw, because of the U.S. Open on USA Network. They ah, used to carry that. Okay. They didn't have Raw on Monday for two weeks, but they did present Friday night's main event yep. two weeks. That's not available on the network, so... And I couldn't find it anywhere. So we're not covering that. But I did look at results. I found results in... Nothing involving Steve Austin other than just some recaps about his injury. And they also show the interview that he had with JR that we just talked about from this August 18th episode of Raw. So nothing new in terms of that. Uh, nothing really stand out either that's going to affect major storylines. And it made sense that it wouldn't because it's not their regular show. You can't you know, bank on everybody tuning in on Friday to watch it. So they're not going to have any major storylines come into play at that point so nothing really special there so that brings us now all the way to ground zero on september 7th 1997 and actually ended up watching most of this pay-per-view did you i I didn't watch much of it no because yeah we had so much to check out yeah i had watched it and uh you get a little austin recap package again we're not going to play it this time because it's you know Pretty similar to the promo package we already played earlier about his injury. Just adds a couple clips from uh, Friday night's main event yep. where Austin is saying that he has more more brain he has more brains than guts. No, more guts than brains. Yeah, more guts more than gut, brains. Yeah. yeah. And he's ordered to forfeit the tag team championship at ground zero. So that's the major yeah, that's probably the only major thing that happened on those Friday night's main event is that he's going to have to going to have to forfeit the titles at Ground Zero now. The tag titles. Not the Intercontinental, but the tag titles. Because he can't defend it. So, Dude Love and Steve Austin are out of the tag team title match. They're going to be replaced with the Headbangers. What a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) You bought tickets. Jeez. (laughs) Fucking Headbangers. Mosh and Thrasher, right? Yeah, Mosh and Thrasher. Jeez. So you're going to have a segment now within the show where Austin has to come out forfeit the titles. Sergeant Slaughter is out of the ring. Fans are just screaming all all throughout it, and you can't even really hear Slaughter much early on in this little promo. And JR is out there with him, and he's going to announce Dude Love to come out. Dude comes out, and he says he doesn't want to be the champ if he's not out there with Steve Austin, who's his <laughs> racehorse. Yeah. Dude just willingly turns over the tag team title. And then Austin comes out. He's going to forfeit the title. And we do have that clip for you here, so take a listen. We'll talk about it on the other side. Austin, I wish we could have had you come out here in a different... I want you to blow it out your ass. (laughs) Vince, you can knock that stupid-looking face, that look off your face. I'll come out there and stomp your ass in the ground. What's that all about? You sit there and look at damn pictures of me getting dropped on my head. I think everybody's just had enough, about enough of it. I don't know who you think you are telling me what I can and can't do. If Steve Austin says he can wrestle, you can damn well believe him, son. And that's in order. You want the little belt? You want it? Yeah, is that a yes or no, jackass? Oh. 
Why don't you drop down and give me 20, you big piece of trash? This is totally disrespectful on the part of Austin. Totally disrespectful. I'll knock your damn lights off. Pick it up. And that's an order. This is your only chance. You pick that son bitch up, or I'll stomp a mud hole in you and walk it dry. You make me sick. You make me so damn sick I want to throw up all over you. The whole damn World Wrestling Federation makes me sick. Say something if you want to say it, fat ass. This is, this is out of line. Steve, I'm sure the fans here would love to see you compete tonight, as would I. There's no doubt about it. I'll always say you're the toughest SOB in the WWF, but the WWF's not gonna let you risk permanent paralysis to wrestle. I hope that your convalescence goes quickly. We wanna see you back in the ring sooner than later. And all I got to say is I hope that you get to be 100% or more than 100% very, very soon. That's from everybody here. And that's exactly right. Let me tell you about a... All right, so Austin comes down to the ring. You know, he tosses that belt right into the ring. He's dicked off already. He's going to go in the ring. He's going to go right up to JR. JR, just peg him off, double birds. He stares down Sergeant Slaughter. And JR's about to talk. He takes the mic. Just heard it. I want you to blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so then he points to Vince McMahon, too, and he says, He'll stomp his ass into the ground. So Steve Austin is kind of just pissed off at this point, big time, because he dropped this tag team title, and he's gonna he's gonna keep away he's gonna play keep away with uh, Sergeant Slaughter for a bit with the yeah, title. It's funny <laughs> his little childish antics work. Yeah, it's like big dogs, like ah, yeah, yeah, no, 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 not now. Yeah, and he throws it down on the ground. Says, "Drop down and give me twenty, a piece of trash." <laughs> WWE that. The WWF makes me sick. Then, you know, he does this often where somebody is, doesn't know what to say, and Austin just jumps in and says, say something, you fat ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, other times he'll say, say something, you piece of trash. He tries to kill dead air. Right. Which only probably flushes the other person even more. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Chill out, Steve. <laughs> well, JR tries to be like a nice guy, the mediator. Yeah, voice of reason you know? here. Yeah, right. No, we want you to be back. No, I'm in your corner, Stone. Stone Cold, right. basically. The card he's playing here. Right. And Steve Austin doesn't want to hear it because he's just frustrated that he can't wrestle. He doesn't want to hear this bullshit. You're on my side, blah, blah, blah. So he gets to the point where, bam, stunner. Yep. Just knocks him with a stunner out of nowhere. Poor JR, the stunner. <laughs> <laughs> he sells it well, though. Takes yeah. it pretty well, too, for a... Uh... For JR, yeah. you know? For a commentator, yeah. Yeah, like, you're not looking at him as, like, this is a great athlete. Right. Like, I don't think I'd sell a stunner that great. I'd probably suck <laughs> at it. And there's JR out there, you know? Overweight, middle-aged man getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to kick off a month of stunners. The month of September. Yeah. September, month of the stunner. Yeah. <laughs> stunner September. Yeah. <laughs> 
So he's just going to go through different authority figures, officials, and commentators throughout this next month, week by week. And he starts off here with JR. You know, he's pissed at the fact that he can't wrestle anymore. So he's just going to take it out on whoever is out there. Yep. He's going to have this hit list, and he's going to run through it. And we have to see each week who's he going to go after. You know, and JR is the one that kicks it off here. So JR is going to be out for the rest of the night. It's not going to be back in commentary. And there you, are, there you have it. So this leads to now Owen Hart. And he's just pissed off about it. And he's, oh, Austin should be in jail. He needs to be stripped of the title. Blah, blah, blah. So that leads to the fatal four-way match. We did have a clip. But, JV, you want to play it? I don't think we need to. Uh... Your call. I took the clip, so. Yeah. It's not much. It's less than a minute long, so. Nah, I, we can skip it, but if they want to if they want to listen to it, um, what do you got? I think it's an hour and 13 minutes and 45 seconds into the, uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah, it immediately follows the, the segment of forfeiting the tag titles. Yep. So, you know, that's all basically Owen Hart says, though, is that, you know, Austin should be in jail, and I want the titles back. Yeah. Yep, stripped and given back. Right. So, the tag team title match happens, the fatal four-way, the headbang is replaced, Austin and Dudelove. Austin's going to come out there in this match. He's going to stun Owen Hart when the ref isn't looking, of course. And I'm sure it was Earl Hebner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. I think I would have noticed, but it probably was him. (laughs) And of of all the teams, the headbangers win tag team championship. The fucking headbangers. Which is cr- <laughs> crazy, because, I mean, I get it. Like, Austin comes out, stuns Owen Hart while the ref isn't looking, and the head- headbangers get the win. But Owen Hart has the headbanger, thrasher, match, whatever. One of them in the, the, the sharpshooter. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Owen mm-hmm. doesn't even really see – it's not, it's not like uh, Owen Hart lets go of the sharpshooter. It's like the headbanger just, like, easily kicks out. I'm like – it's it's shitty. Right. It's yeah, shitty. it was shitty. Real shitty. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. They must have been hiring I mean, headbangers to put them in the spot and put the belts on. Yeah, because they weren't even supposed to be in the match, and then they get thrown in and they give them yeah. the title. And it's not like they were, like, you know, taking the WWF by storm no, at that time. Not at all. It's just kind of weird. Maybe they were trying to pick up on some of, like, the grunge era crowd. Yeah, possibly. And they've also been featured in, like, commercials for, like, Super Soaker and shit. That's right. Because oh. they're the fun tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, maybe they thought they were, like, good for the kids yeah. and shit. Kids love wrapping flannels around their waist. <laughs> Wearing skirts. And all these ear piercings. And yeah. <laughs> Shave their yeah. head and fucking mosh pit around everywhere. Wear Marilyn Manson t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, corn that was t-shirts. the thing, man. Yeah. That was definitely the, was huge. I used to like corn. Yeah. Yeah, I like all those I still bands. do. I still like Corn. Yeah, I like Marilyn Manson. I like some of his songs. Some of his shit was just awful, though. Yeah, some but of it's it, whack. Yeah. yeah, his hits were his hits were hits. Got to give it to to the guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the only other standout things that happened noteworthy from this pay per view. I mean, it was a decent pay per view, but one thing that really stood out was Shawn Michaels. Coming down to the ring, someone throws lettuce at him, <laughs> yeah. and then he just like looks to the whoever the from the general area where it came from, does the suck it, and then he 
acts as if he's given a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he does that little... Yeah, yeah. Like the guy's fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it just comes off weird because you're the one that looks like you're sucking. Yeah, yeah, you're the one. The you're, yeah, you're the one doing the actual animation. Right. But uh, <laughs> the only side note I had here was uh, there's a Miniman match, which is actually entertaining on the card. It's oh, uh, yeah. Max Mini versus El Torito. Yep. So that that's good a good match. little match. I forgot how damn good Max Mini was. That was Ooh. a fucking fast-paced worker. Yeah. That shit seems sped up, those matches. <laughs> yeah, they do. They feel like they're like... And the way that like, they spin with the Hurricane Rana is like... Yeah, I get weirded <laughs> out. I'm like, whoa. It's like a fidget spinner. He's, he's, yeah, he spun like six times. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> When's he going to stop? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I continue with the Michaels thing when he came out. So he was coming out to his match with that whole the lettuce and the dick sucking thing. And then he gets into the ring and his music stops and restarts. And then the pyro doesn't go off in time, and he's just livid. He's wicked pissed. And then he he's standing there. He's in his pose, and he's he's doing like the jerk off hand motion, <laughs> <laughs> like he's like shitting on the production crew, like fucking obnoxious Shawn Michaels at this time. Obnoxious. Yeah, he must have sucked to work around and be around. I bet. And uh, even Vince McMahon comments because there's no way to ignore all the shit that he just did on screen, the yeah. blow job, and then the hand you know hand job motion. And it's like, things aren't going HBK's way tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't do shit about it because he'll go fucking hang out with Ted Turner. <laughs> right. So he has attitude, though. Yeah. He's got the attitude, which is what they want. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds good. Good Vince McMahon right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first time trying. Not bad. Which is what they want. That's kind of like the new Vince McMahon. We're going to give you what you want. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna announce the fucking women's tag team championships on the the deadest day of wrestling in like every year, right? Like that's like the least watched Raw of the year, Christmas episode. Yeah, and they fucking make a big announcement then in your stupid Santa costume. Yeah, couldn't even take it seriously because you're just looking at him wearing a stupid Santa costume. Yeah, sorry, Vince, but yeah, that sucked. Yeah, I want I want the Vince from 20 years ago back. Oof. Oh, well. That's why we watched this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me even more bitter about the conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we go to Raw 224, September 8th, 1997. So they hadn't had Raw in a couple weeks, and here they are now back live from Cincinnati, Ohio. And again, an open segment where Sergeant Slaughter comes up, and he looks like shit. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I, I know it's September. I know it's September in Ohio. I don't know if they have like a heat wave. This dude's a he's a mess. He's a mess. Sweating his ass off. Yeah. He's just sweat stains all over his shirt, over his chest. Yeah. Head's all sweaty. It's he like he's like having alcohol head withdrawals head. or something. <laughs> yeah, like maybe. he's coming off a fucking hangover. <laughs> Someone get this guy some Gatorade and Tylenol. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> like he looks like I've, I I felt like he's looked before, and it usually has to do with alcohol, right? Because you're so, dehydrated, yeah. Your it's like the next like, one, like, eating. <laughs> well, he was day drinking all day and just never fucking got his napping or something, <laughs> sweating it all out. That's <laughs> exactly how he looked. It's <laughs> the first thing I thought. Like look at this guy, like you going to work? Fuck it, fucking yeah. drunk. You're just gonna go out there for yeah. ten minutes, and stand there. 
Take a stunner. <laughs> Probably hiding shots in his chin. <laughs> so anyways, he's coming out to be all pissed off about Steve Austin stunning JR last night. Saying his actions are out of line. Not going to put up with it. We're going to have some law and order in the WWF. I don't care if the fans like it or not. Blah, blah, blah. Austin Chance is coming from the crowd. Todd Slaughter continues. Barrage of shitty information. Says now there's going to be an IC title tournament. So Austin's going to get stripped. He must forfeit his title. And even has to go to Bad Blood. The October pay-per-view. And present it to the winner of the tournament. So he's really having it out for Steve Austin now. So what else What else do you have on that, JP? On that? Uh, so I'm going to check my notes here. The only reason why I just let let you is because my notes get all fucked up and dropped in the bottle. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we'll, we know we got a clip coming up. So yeah, we got the clip. I, I have more comments about um, you know, the clip itself. So, all right, so lead yeah, us into so, the clip. Yeah, Austin's music's gonna hit, and you know, Austin's gonna come out. He's gonna toss the belt into the ring just like he did with the tag title. You know, he's dicked off. He just gave up tag team titles last night. Now he needs to give up the IC title the very next night. He is pissed off. Check out the audio clip. We'll talk about it after. You come out here and talk about law and order, but what you don't understand, jackass, oh. is that it? Wait a minute. Show a little respect, please. I ain't respecting nobody in this ring, and that's the bottom line. I'll break every damn law you can make, and can't nobody stop me. No, you won't. You sit here and you say, that's an order. This is an order. That's an order. Hell, I can look at you, son, the only thing you've been ordering is a whole bunch of damn cheeseburgers. sit there and watch your little doctor's reports and you say you can't wrestle because you hurt your little neck like you're supposed to be concerned about my welfare son you ain't been in my house by the way they're paying me while I'm hurt pretty soon I'll be on welfare talk about delivering a title you talk about me delivering the intercontinental title the only thing that I'll deliver is a big can of whoop-ass right to your front door. Slaughter, sweating bullets. Do I make myself clear? So there you have it. Another stunner. Don't call Steve Austin. Nail Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> and I love... This is like classic clip. He gives the stunner. And then he's not doing push-ups. He's not yeah. doing sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So, you know, the audio clip doesn't do it justice. So you need to watch this video. Yeah. Go back to it. It's at eight minutes into the show. So it's right at the opening. 
go back, watch the stunner, and then watch the push-ups and the sit-ups and the peg in the finger. Kicks him out of the ring. Fucking excellent shit. That, 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 that's, yeah, but, that's the kind of stuff when Stone Cold's at his best. Like, you know, we'll get into it episodes from now, but when he's, like, swimming on the mat. <laughs> swimming in the beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, he, uh... That's the stuff that... The improv is great. Apart. Yeah, it's the, yeah that's, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. It's the improv. Yeah, he has great, like, comedic timing. Yeah. His improv. It's the little things that he adds. Like, it's hot and slaughter, so he's not doing push-ups and sit-ups. Like he's, <laughs> like he's in the military. Like he's in boot camp. <laughs> yeah, basic training or something. Yeah. So it all starts off, though, with the beginning, like you heard there, where Vince McMahon's like, show a little respect, and Austin, you know, immediately, like, ain't no respect for anybody in this ring, and that's yeah. the bottom line. And McMahon looks at him like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He makes a comment to JR, right? He says, uh, he's like talking shit to JR in the booth. Like, hey, how's your neck, hey. boy? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, the, the best line, though, definitely is, now you say that's an order, this an order, hell, I can tell the only thing you order is a bunch of damn cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, that's the best line. <laughs> you know, and Austin even brings up how you know, he feels like he's getting the shaft. He, he had the shitty hotel room you know, a couple <laughs> weeks back. Yeah. Now... He's getting paid on his leave here, like he's on welfare. He's going to be on welfare soon because he's barely getting paid. <laughs> the crowd kind of boos when he says that. Like, I don't know if they're <laughs> booing because he's making fun of welfare. Maybe. Or because he's getting, cause it, it's awkward. I'm like, ah. It is awkward. Maybe some welfare yeah. recipients in the crowd are a little offended by that. <laughs> I, I remember back in the 90s, though, that was like a big joke to make on people. Oh, yeah, welfare. welfare? Yeah, yeah. welfare. Cruel kids. Yeah, asshole kids. Yeah. Look at those shoes. What do you want, welfare? Yeah, you get your food stamps. You get those yeah. shoes. What came up? <laughs> so he mentions that, and yeah, it is kind of awkward. Maybe there's a lot of uh, people on welfare in Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Just kind of like, whoa. Touch, touch <laughs> the nerve there, Stevie. Yeah. So he brings up he's going to deliver a can of whoop ass. He's going to bring the can of whoop ass to his front door. And then that's when he gives him the stunner. Great. So, there's two. JR, followed by Slaughter. Yeah. We're only two weeks away from the big one, so see what's to come over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, post-audio clip, basically. So, after that clip, you know, other things start to happen in the ring. The officials hit the ring. As you mentioned, he starts to crack on JR. He goes and gets his headset. He starts talking on the, the commentary. Yep. stands on the table, and he goes back into the ring. He holds up his IC title proudly. He's about to forfeit. Basically, it's kind of been stripped from him already, but he's not going to give up the belt right away. He's going to hang on to it. And then he gets you know, barred from the arena. And Lola even mentions the Vince. He says, I wish he would have stunned you, too. Yeah. So, Setting a little foreshadow in there. Yep. Which they do. So, they'll do that over the next couple of weeks. Yep. And, you know, Vince, 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 you know. It happened to you. It could happen to me. It happened to Vince. No, Jay, I was going to say it in the next episode. So Austin is supposed to be kicked out of the building, but he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be running around throughout the rest of the night. So Bret Hart is going to have a match with Vader. Austin interrupts that match. Uh, the match ends in a DQ because Austin runs in. It, uh, actually, it just ends in DQ in general. Um, I don't actually remember what happened to cause the DQ, but I think it was Owen Hart that caused it. So Owen comes out. Austin's eventually going to come out too. And Owen and Brett are going to double team on the Patriot. 
They're going to try to break the Patriots' net, uh, the pile driver on a steel chair. Mm-hmm. That's that's what leads Austin coming out there. And then he grabs a steel chair and he chases the hearts away. By the time he gets up the ramp, you can tell he's like exhausted. Yeah, he's because he hasn't done anything. Yeah, you know, he hasn't. He hasn't been probably working out much. He's not in. That he's he's in still in shape, shape but, but he's not like looks good, but he's not, former shape. He's not in cardio shape. Yep. Oh, he he can he sees like laughing too, top of the ramp because he's like, ah oh, man, I'm gassed. <laughs> <laughs> So Vince McMahon's like, I guess he's not going anywhere tonight. And he's going to be with us. So he does show up again at one hour and six minute mark during the Owen Hart versus Goldust match. Austin attacks Hart, the Hearts out there with a broomstick. He runs out with a broomstick now. Okay, what's that going to do? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a nicey title match, Owen Hart versus Goldust. Goldust gets disqualified because he keeps punching Owen Hart in the nuts. And he gets disqualified for it. <laughs> So Owen advances in the tournament, which is important because it's going to lead to Owen Hart versus Austin in Survivor Series, which we'll talk about next week. But Owen Hart is going to advance to be in that title, in that title position to move forward in that tournament. So Austin's going to point out McMahon. He's going to point the broom at McMahon, and then he even throws it at him, <laughs> and then he leaves and goes into the crowd. Now, what I noticed, I don't know if you noticed it, maybe you noticed because I had it in the notes, but a bunch of dickheads, idiots, in the fi- in the, in the crowd, the, the fans, so-called fans of Austin, they're like grabbing his neck, rubbing his head. Like, don't you understand what's going on with this guy? Yeah, have you not I mean, been paying attention? Right. <laughs> he's not wrestling because he's injured. Don't you know that? Oh, Do you man. know why they just took his icy title away? Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big part of the story that's been going on tonight. But no, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that note oh. as I was watching it, honestly. Oh, okay. So. All right, so yeah, they're like grabbing his neck, they're patting him on the head. Yeah. He's just trying to get away. Goose. Risky. Run off in the crowd. You're injured like that. Yeah, big dude. Oof. Yeah. Hope All right, so that concludes that. Did you have any Did you have any side notes? Because I didn't really have any side notes. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, um, HBK, Triple H, and China are essentially a... Full-blown trio, I'd say. Right, they are. Yep. So. And and ravishing recruit. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So actually, a foursome. So yep. they're, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's that's brewing. You know, everything else that great that's going on in WWF. You have something small, like the 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 slow transformation and form slow formation of DX. You got the new nation of domination. Um, with the Rock jumping on board, you know you got the future lining up for WWF at this point. Like all the right, stars have, are starting to align, and right, you have mankind. Up. Yeah, mankind. Rising in popularity. Yep. The Undertaker steady, but now you also have Kane in the background, yeah, who's still a mystery at this point. Right. So a lot about to blow off and pop off here. Great. So yeah, so many good time. stories. And the '97 leading into '98. I think '97 is better than '98, but. The build, I think it's the build that is what I enjoy the most. Me too. I mean... Because we, we get to 98, later on in 98, a lot of the other side shit going on. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on. It's a lot of goofy shit, too. Yeah. That, yeah, like the, the oddities and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get into that now. Just to see that garbage. Well, that's some definitely good shit going on. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to... Hear more of the rock and all that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
But anyway, back to uh, back to the show here. So go now on to Raw 225 from September 15, 1997 in Munchie. Is that Munchie? Munchie? I, don't know. I, I, <laughs> Munchie? I saw this. I was like, where the fuck is Muncie, Indiana? I, <laughs> yeah, Muncie. Muncie, Indiana. Yeah, I assume that's how you say it. That's how I say it. Yeah. yeah. So they're in Muncie, Indiana. It's taped. You know, it's taped the night after the What's previous What's the capital of Indiana? The fuck's in Indiana? It's in. Oh, yeah, Indianapolis. <laughs> Stupid question. What's the, what's another famous town in Indiana? French Lick? French is that, Larry, isn't that where Larry Bird's from? from? Yeah, French yeah. Lick. Yeah. That's like it, though. Muncie. Like, the fuck? In the end. Oh, and, well. it's, and it's taped. Suckers. Couldn't even get on live <laughs> yeah. TV. But there's some good shit that happens in the episode. Yeah, it is. It's actually a really good episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to first start off with an audio clip. Uh, Steve Austin's right at the beginning of the show, eight minutes in, and take a listen. Talk about it after. It's now Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Mr. Austin, you make quite an impression here with Sergeant Slaughter last week. I wonder what's on your mind here this week. What's on my mind? Ain't nothing on my mind but whipping anybody's ass that gets in my way. Steve Austin does what he wants, what he wants, so if you want to be specific, ask the damn question, I'll come out there and dump you on your damn head again. Hey, Steve, this is the king. I got something I want to tell you. I think you ought to know about this. Owen Hart has said that he's got a big surprise in store for you tonight. Well, I appreciate the uh, information there, King, but as far as Owen Hart's big surprise, I really don't care because there ain't nothing Owen Hart can do to intimidate me or hurt me any more than he's already done. Bottom line is, he's got one hell of a payback coming, and that's the bottom line. All right, Mr. Austin, thank you very much. And we'll uh, hear more from Mr. Austin. A little bit later here tonight. Yeah, Ross, did you see how cordially he reacted to me? If you treat the man like a, like a human being, you'll act all right. All right, so that wasn't much of an interview, only only a minute. Just a little backstage clip about you know, Austin's going to be talked to later on in the show. Jerry Lawler's going to interview him later, and they just want to bring up to him that you know Owen Hart has a surprise, and Austin's like, I don't care. Surprises, whatever. Yeah. So he's no-selling everything. Like, yeah, big, big whoop, I don't care. Yeah, the only and, thing on his mind right now is whooping anyone's ass who gets in his way. Right. That's Anybody that tells him that he can't fight, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna get stunned. So Owen Hart has held to pay, says, and then at the end, the very end, uh, Jerry Lawler's like, "See how cordial he was to me? You know, you treat him like a human being, and he'll be all right." <laughs> so Lawler says that to Jr. and that that definitely was foreshadowed. I was like. I had forgot like who got stunned and everything and all that, but I was like, ah, oh, Jerry Lawler's getting stunned. Yeah, yep. <laughs> because he don't say that. It's like, oh, see, so you'd be nice to him now. And I think, I think you also can say, you know, um, pretty confidently that during this time, I, I remember watching and knowing these, this shit was going to happen. Like after the first stunner, you knew that he was just going to start laying people out. And you looked yeah. forward to it. And that was kind of like the uh, the build. Yep. And this obviously becomes a major, major trademark of his character is just stunning people randomly. Yeah, probably might be the biggest trademark of his character. I mean, the move, the kick to yeah, the, the stunner. Kick, yeah, the kick to the gut, the stunner. Um, drinking the beer, give middle, me the hell yeah. Middle fingers. Oh, middle fingers. Yep. Yeah. So many. Wait, many. no wonder why he's so huge. He had so he had many different trademarks. Fucking everything. He had hand signals. <laughs> All types of shit. Yeah. So. We now go to that interview with Jerry Lawler, which is at 48 minutes and 30 seconds, and it goes for about five minutes. So we're going to play that clip for you first, and then we'll talk about it after you hear it. 
Take a listen. Sergeant Slaughter goes, he comes out here, this is an order, that's an order. You don't order Stone Cold around, I'll do what the hell I want, and can't nobody stop me. Vince McMahon sits over there, the arrogant piece of trash he is, and it's a damn good thing he ain't here tonight, because I damn sure would dump him flat on his head. Owen Hart, you got hell to pay, son. I started the ball rolling right now. All I'm doing is playing with you because with a snap of my fingers, I could take your ass right out. And that's the bottom line. As a matter of fact, the whole damn Heart Foundation still has hell to pay as far as I'm concerned. Hey. Uh-oh. Why don't you people just shut up for a second and let us speak? You know, up in Canada, we got a name for people like you. We call them hosers. I waited a long time to say that. Listen, Steve Austin, the World Wrestling Federation can't put a stop to you and the crap you're trying to pull. But the Heart Foundation, we've had it up to here with you coming in the ring. You come in the ring every night with some kind of a weapon in your hands. And we have had enough. So we are going to put a stop to it. Do your job, sir. I want you to listen up, Austin. For once, we have taken the American justice system and used it to our advantage. Because what you are about to be served with is called a TRO. And in layman's terms, that's a temporary restraining order. And what that means is you cannot come within 100 feet of me. And if you do, your ass is going behind bars. And that is exactly where an animal, an animal like you belongs, behind bars, son. 
I can't believe that they have served a restraining order from Owen Hart to Steve Austin. A restraining order, that's filed with legal, that's filed in a court of law. That says that you cannot come within a hundred feet. What kind of a deal is this? You can't put up with this stone cold. You gotta put the stunner. Oh my! Waller just got it. Waller just got the stunner. And there goes the crown. The king is down. The rattlesnake has struck again. Okay, so there you had it. So it started off, and you didn't see this because it's an audio clip, of course. But right away when he goes into the ring, I thought this was, I thought this was great. <laughs> Austin is, you know, he's doing his thing where he goes corner to corner. So Jerry Law standing in the middle of the ring, and Austin goes to the first corner, stands up, puts his hands up, and then he's going down to go to the next corner. And Jerry Law just like motions him with his arm to go to the next corner. Austin notices him do it, does it, and Austin just looks at him, gives him the look like "fuck you, I'm not going to that corner now, I'm going to the other corner." <laughs> fuck you buddy yeah just to Basically. be like fuck you don't tell me where to go yeah. I'll go to this one instead now uh, that was definitely another great improv moment from Austin where he's like ah no you're not telling me what to do <laughs> my character doesn't listen to anybody so don't yeah. be pointing where I'm going so it's it's awesome that he's just so in tune with his character his character would not accept that so awesome so you have a you have a Jerry Lawler during this interview as you just heard He's all buddy buddy like he's you know, Austin's the man, yeah. You stunned JR and you stunned Sergeant Slaughter, yeah, yeah, we're we're cool too. Totally kissing his ass. Right. Obviously Austin is a baby face, so he's not just gonna be buddy buddy with Waller either. So he's like, Yeah, whatever. He's like, JR was just in the wrong place, wrong time. You know, get that puss off your face, JR. Your stupid hat. <laughs> Good cowboy. <laughs> Sit there with your with your cowboy hat. The shitty raw jacket. <laughs> Yeah, and he brings up Slaughter. He says, "You know, Slaughter is not going to order anybody around." Vince McMahon is an arrogant piece of trash. Good thing he's not here today. <laughs> dump him on his ass. <laughs> then he brings up Owen. Owen has hell to pay, of course. You know, he could take his ass out if he wanted to, and that's the bottom line. Heart Foundation has hell to pay too. That's when the Heart Foundation comes out, and you have another lame ass joke or lame ass comment oh, from so Bret Hart. Bad. So bad. Like, you know, we got a saying in uh, Canada for people like you. You guys are hosers. Yeah, fucking trash. And then he goes, I waited a long time to say that. <laughs> I think it's going to play on Hoosiers, right? I have no Indiana, idea. I think. I don't even know where the fuck they are. No, they're, they're, in, they're in Ohio, right? Uh, no, no, they're in Indiana. Oh, yeah. No, they're, just yeah they're, in, they're in Indiana. Hosers. Yeah, I didn't look into what the hell a hoser is. I Googled it. Nothing came up. Like, right off the bat. Right. So I was like, you oh, know, fuck it. I'm not even looking any further because it sucks anyway. <laughs> right. It couldn't mean he's anything that's going to change my mind. And he's been waiting a long time to say it. Yeah. You could never say it before. But are you really surprised Bret Hart would drop? Some lame-ass comment. Would fall like flat that. like that. <laughs> he always. He <laughs> <laughs> like when he was in Canada and he said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> So the Hart Foundation is pissed off with Austin and that WWF is not doing anything to control this animal. An animal he is. A hyena. <laughs> Even though they didn't say hyena there. <laughs> but <laughs> they send uh, out their lawyers. So they decided to get a lawyer and 
you know, get a restraining order on Austin. It's goofy. Well, he can't be within. <laughs> yeah, some goof ass guy from the back. With his short tie. Yeah. It's like four inches up from his belt buckle. <laughs> get yourself together, dude. <laughs> the thing is with ties, they, they got to be just right. You got to have them just above the belt. Yeah, the tip, the tip, the, the tip bottom, needs to be up, just, just above it. It can even touch yeah. it a little, but it can't right, go full bit. blown over the buckle. And it can't right. be more than like. It can't be a button's length, like from one button to the next. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, the you only way you, you can't see a that, button either, because if you see a button, right. then just, you know, right, that's you're screwed. So if it's any like you can't have, you can't have the baby Huey style <laughs> yeah. tie, <laughs> and then you have you can't have cock hanging tie. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Where it's as low as your cock is just swinging. Yeah, you see people. Yeah. I see people like that at work sometimes. The things like you know down to their <laughs> knee. It's like man. The hell, it's a fucking tie. Right. Or it's too short. It's like, just wear a bow tie. Don't wear a tie. If you don't know how to tie a tie, don't yeah, freaking wear shitty it. shitty knots. Like, get yourself a thick Windsor knot. Get, you know, upgrade from the standard shit. You work in an office every day. Get a fucking Windsor knot. Get the, you know, Google it. The fuck? There's, there's YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Just do it. You get, like, a, it's a fucking tie. looks like a balloon knot around their neck. The fuck? <laughs> Right, so, you, so you got this lawyer with the shitty ass tie. He comes out <laughs> and he's gonna give the shitty everything. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> just, just pulled him from the back. Like, hey, we need someone that looks like a Jew, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> a Jewish what they lawyer. Did. Yeah. yeah. They hey, definitely played that stereotype. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. Then they brought him out. Nothing against Jews. I'm just saying that's what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, that's what WWE is stereotype, so. Right. That's what yeah. they do. Yep. So they bring him out. He's the lawyer. He gives the document. The document looks like shit. They, they zoom in on it, too. It's like, why zooming in on that piece of shit document? It looks nothing like a legit legal document. <laughs> no. Like, it has Owen Hart. It says Owen Hart's name in, like, size 52 font. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, taking up half the page. Restraining order. It's, like, bold words at the top. Restraining order. Yeah. Like, it's, like, like, who came bold, up with this? A 10-year-old? font. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then the fonts don't even match up either. They, they change throughout the document. <laughs> it's like a little kid. All legal documents are going to be Times New Roman all the time. Yeah, yep. Or Courier or something like that. Yeah. Something basic. But, yeah, that that was a shit-ass document. <laughs> so check out my Comic Sans MS. <laughs> and it's not like they don't know what official legal documents look like. They're up there and they're asked in legal yeah. documents. Why couldn't they just create one that... Legit. And they still have that issue today whenever they do the contract signings. Yeah. Like, the contract signings suck because you see the contract, like, that is not what the contract looks like. It looks like shit. It says, like, has SmackDown at the top of it. It'll say, like, SmackDown Live or Raw. It'll be in color. <laughs> too. <laughs> like, you can have color on legal documents. Idiots. Dumbasses. <laughs> so he comes out with the shitty document. He can't be within 100 feet of Owen Hart. Austin's going to grab Lawler. So, actually, Lawler's like going on and on about it. He's like, uh, you can't stay, you got to stay away from Owen Hart, you know. Yeah. Other thing. That's oh. getting closer and closer to right. Stone Cold. Closer and closer. And he even says, like, you need to give the stunner. <laughs> and then Jerry Lawler takes the stunner. Yep. He, like, oh, sets himself like, up, rests his right. fucking chin on right, his shoulder. Like he's, right, because he's looking over his shoulder at the document. Yeah. And Austin just grabs him. Bang. Yeah. So, you yeah, have victim number three there. 
Then the, the greatest part, though, after is he just punts the wall's crown yeah. off the rim. <laughs> like a sweet kick, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, uh, later on, he'll do it again. He, he won't punt it, but he actually he does punt it again, but he punts it into the crowd. And then oh, they zoom man. in. A kid, a kid grabs it, and then they zoom on to the kid wearing Jerry Lawler's crown. <laughs> that's the first thing I would do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's. I think that's next week's episode. But anyway, you know, so Jr. looks dead into the camera. You know, who's next? You know, is it Vince McMahon? <laughs> Just gives it away. Like, and yeah, no, shit, is Vince McMahon. Who's next, Vince McMahon? Yeah, you've no, been saying we, it for three weeks. We know. Right, right. It could be me. It could be you. <laughs> what? It can't be me. It's not yeah. going to be me. You can't hit me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kid. I'm under 18. Yeah. I'm 14 years old. Yeah, what the fuck? And, I, and I'm not there. And I'm yeah. not going to the show. So it's not going to be me. Yeah, and he's not coming to Fall River. Right. <laughs> so after that segment that ends, I had a little side note because they cut commercial, but they don't. And on the network, it doesn't cut the commercial right away either. It's just black screen. Then you can hear random audio and I put on the closed caption and it captured it and it's, and it's JR talking to what I would imagine would be Bruce Pritchard because Bruce Pritchard was the guy that is in the gorilla position on the headset you know telling him to come back from commercial and all that shit so you hear JR talking to him most likely and he's saying I got it and you don't really hear um, Pritchard's side you just hear JR and he says I got it I, I won't I got it Who's they? <laughs> oh, they. Those bastards. They live. And he laughs. <laughs> so, I don't know what the hell they were talking about. But that was funny that they didn't even remove it and they just kept it in there. So, then you have Austin. Austin's going to come out one more time later in the night. It's going to be Owen Hart versus the Patriot. Austin comes out through the crowd. This is at one hour, five minutes. And tears up the restraining order. It's like, yeah, fuck this piece of shit. 10-year-old document. <laughs> Not 10-year-old document. 10-year-old child created document. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking and, uh, the Patri- Patriot's going to roll up Owen Hart and get the win. So Owen Hart's pissed off. He calls the police to come down. Austin runs through the crowd. Catch him. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but the major thing to come from this episode where Vince McMahon is not around is HBK is going to have that notorious promo with JR where... He's doing the crotch chops. He's wearing the biker shorts. He's got socks on his nuts. Make <laughs> yeah. his dick look bigger. He's and he's doing the suck it. Yeah. He's but, got, what are you going to say? He's got, like, his hips, like, exaggerated forward the whole time he's in front of uh, <laughs> yeah. JR. So he's just being a big prick again, of course. Mm-hmm. Man, not around to do anything about it or to hear anything in the back. And... Even like shits on the Undertaker in his promo because the Undertaker had pre-recorded his promo on the Titantron. <laughs> yeah. So Undertaker wasn't really there either, and he's just like shitting on him. And they and they ended up cutting all that out. And what you see on this episode is not all all the stuff that I'm just talking about. It's heavily edited. Right, big time edited. This was a tape show from last week, so they cut all that out, and you wouldn't even notice really much at all. So. You know, it's kind of like, well, you, you think you know something about something that happened, and you realize, oh, that's not exactly how it was. I, you know, you would think that those crotch chops and him jumping in JR's face happened in that episode. It's like, oh, I saw that episode. Like, no, you didn't. You didn't really see it. It didn't really play out that way. Those are clips that you saw later on. 
know, in different promos and stuff. Uh, when I was watching, I was like, where the hell is that? Don't tell me they cut that out. That's bullshit that they cut it out. I thought it was live you know, on that episode. It wasn't. So they just kind of like Hello, clipped it in or whatever. Yeah, they just show it. Eventually when they come up with the DX video package promo, when they get their music, that's where they throw it into eventually. Uh, those vi- those okay. clips. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then on the documentaries too. They start to use that video of him crotch chopping JR right in the face. <laughs> Jumping up and doing it in his face. It's crazy. <laughs> but this was, uh, Vince McMahon was obviously pissed about this, but he did take it as an opportunity to say, that's attitude. We need to have more people showing attitude, you know, if we're going to turn things around. Didn't make a difference. Big moment in the change of attitude for WWF. Point. So now this leads us to today's main event, our main event, which is Raw 226 from September 22nd, 1997. This is the first ever Monday Night Raw from Madison Square Garden. New York, New York. So they started with a nice recap about the history of the WWF in Madison Square Garden. Old, Great package. Oh, yep, good footage there. Yep. Uh, Shawn Michaels has been announced as the new European champion. He does say on his promo the previous week that the European Championship is the only title that he hasn't had, and he wants all the titles. So at on, uh, one night only in London, which was just a pay-per-view in London, it wasn't available in the United States at the time to watch. That's where it happened. That's where he won the European Championship. And who, who, who was the European Champion? It was... Uh, British Bulldog. It was Bulldog, yeah. yeah. Bulldog. Yeah, so he wins it off Bulldog. And then you have Austin early on in the night saying, uh, you know, you can't have Raw in New York City without Steve Austin. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked tonight. (laughs) So he's setting up, you know, somebody's getting the stunner later tonight. And, you know, it's going to happen very shortly at this point. So around 42 minutes into the show, you have Goldust in a match. And he's going to win by a DQ. He's actually going to lose. Sorry, he's going to lose by a DQ. Owen is celebrating in the ring. And Austin's going to attack Owen. And you have Austin with some new merch on. He's got that Terminator shirt. Sick shirt. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. Uh, I guess it's... I I mean, I guess I would call it the Terminator type shirt. It's Austin, but half his face is a skull. Yeah, and I figured that's what most people would call it. It's like a T-1000 type... uh... Right. No, T-800. I don't know. My Terminator law yeah. isn't what it used to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> the honest watching one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First one or the second one. Yeah, not one. Robert Patrick. Right. Not that one. Uh, so you have the new shirt. You got the foam middle fingers. So this this had to be the debut of some new merchandise at Madison Square Garden. Yep. So not a better place to debut some new, new merch than. Yeah, kind of cash in on that. that New York money. Right, exactly. So you see a whole lot of new shirts, and you got those middle fingers throughout the crowd. And uh, the cops are going to come into the ring because Austin has a restraining order, so he's not supposed to be next to Owen Hart. And Vince McMahon is rip shit. He's going to get up from the booth, and he's going to get on the apron, and he's going to be like, hey, what the hell's the matter with you? Why do you got to be this way? Don't break the law. Right? So we got that clip for you, and it's going to end the way you know it's going to end. Uh, listen to how it plays out right here in this clip. Take a listen. No, wait a minute. 
no. Yes. No. Let him arrest no. him. No, wait a minute. No, no. Rock, wait a minute. That's assault battery, Ross. He assaulted a police officer. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Get a hold of yourself. Arresting. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Look at McMahon, he thinks he can fix anything, Ross. Well, these, these police officers are taking Austin to what jail. What is the matter with you? He violated the restraining order. Take him to jail. He assaulted the police, too. You've had to forfeit the Intercontinental title, the tag team title. Of course, everybody can understand why you're upset. They can understand you being upset, not being able to compete. They can understand that. But don't break the law. He already did. Uh, uh, look at this. Stone Cold's not going to win this fight with New York City's finest. Don't you understand? Don't you understand why you're not allowed to compete? You can't get that through your head. Don't you know why? Don't you know that you're not physically able to compete? Your doctors say you're not ready. If you compete, you can injure yourself for good. You can, you can wind up paralyzed. That'd be good. And the WWF is not going to stand by and let you do that to yourself. These people don't want you to wind up in a wheelchair. They want to see you compete. Everybody wants to see you compete. But in due time, Steve, in due time. Well, listen to McMahon, get the violin. Get a hold out. of yourself. Telling the truth, makes all the sense in the world. Hey, you better be talking to those guys over there. I say put him in a slammer. Listen, don't you know? People care in the World Wrestling Federation. We care, they care. They care about you, that's all it is. And you just gotta go with it. In other words, in other words, you simply, you gotta work within the system. That's all you gotta do, is simply work within the system. You know as well as I do that this is what I do for a living. This is all that I do, and can't nobody tell I, I ain't the best in the damn world. Don't even say nothing. Don't say nothing. Sit here and tell me to work within the system. You ain't the one sitting on your ass in the house like I am. But if, it's that, if that's what it takes, to make you or the World Wrestling Federation happy. Hell, I feel like Cool Hand Luke. I'll work within your stupid little system. That's all these people ask. I appreciate the fact that you and the World Wrestling Federation care. And I also appreciate the fact that hell, you can kiss my ass.
Right, so there you had it the stunner the stunner to Woo. mcmahon shivering like a freaking maniac in the ring after he takes that stunner like a floppy fish yes he takes it <laughs> awful but then he goes the selling bad he acts like he's having a seizure but he does <laughs> yeah. he does take it like a dead fish it's like a flop he's just like yeah drop. just kind of falls rolls over <laughs> not even roll over but he's just like Bleh. yeah it's right. awful if that was a sound to describe it, man, that's the best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. That definitely works. And then he just, just shaking, yeah. you know, convulsing. But uh, leading up to that, you know, I, as I said right before we played that clip, is you know, Vince McMahon's like, "What's the matter with you? Da 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 da. You shouldn't be breaking the law. You know, you're not physically able to compete. We're not going to let you compete. We don't yeah. want you to be in a wheelchair." He's trying to play um, a sympathizer role here, protecting right. his performers, looking out for him. And um, right. he repeatedly uses the word uh, system, which is the uh, the trigger word, basically. Um, right. That kind of Yeah, that's, that's the wrong thing. Steve Austin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because Austin's quiet at that point, just listening. And then Vincent Dan says, you need to work within the system. Yep. He's like, system? Fuck you, system. Yeah, he says it like um, one or two more times. and you can, But you're right, the first time he says it, you can... Yeah, you, you can tell of, he's like, eh. Yeah, you can feel it. to say to me. Yeah. Yep. You know, so Austin then continues there. He's like, this is all I do. I'm the best in the world at it. You know, then he goes on to, you know, I appreciate the fact that, hell, you kiss my ass. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. you get, then you get the stunner. So, awesome. Classic moment. Nice setup. Uh, yeah. I mean, we know where it goes from here. You know, it doesn't happen immediately like documentaries like the show and say yeah. that you know, he gave the stunner and then it was, you know, balls to the wall feud with McMahon at this point. It's, no, McMahon's in his way. He's an authority figure, but they're not about to have matches or anything yet against each other. No, this is so, this is this a, is way early on. Yeah, Vince McMahon throwing his hat into the uh, into the game as far as being, you know, as far as taking a bump. Yeah, and he's gonna be the yeah. he's ended up being the ultimate heel, really. Right, he's, he, it's gonna get to that point, but it's not gonna be that way. Nope. Right away. It's a nice build to it. Right, it's going to build slowly like most good things are. Yep, it adapts yeah. well over time Yep, with everything else I mean, going on in WWF, which you know we're going to cover. So, Right, right. going through the weeks to come, you'll see the slow build to it. Yeah. You know, next week we're not talking about Austin versus McMahon. This is kind of it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you know the most of it. You know, they'll be here and there, and we'll see as we go through the rest of the story. Come. You know, um, one another cool thing is we got Austin handcuffed again. Yeah, and he, he gets double fingers again. You know, he can't silence the fingers, <laughs> and he's just don't, he's just pegging off McMahon and um, you know, the great great shit right there. So that basically concludes our Austin information, and you know the main theme of this episode was the stunner. So week after week, you know, starting with Jr. or the Sergeant Slaughter, then to Lawler. Finally, McMahon, and it's all great because it's keeping Austin involved. Yeah, you know, that's the payoff. Guy's not wrestling, and these Raws are amazing. Right, he's not wrestling for two months. So we, at the beginning of this episode, we started the night after SummerSlam, and now we're at the end of September, and he's just been, with the exception of one episode, part of every episode, and having an impact on the show, and building up his no nonsense, no bullshit persona. 
yep. and making it even better. You know, so this period of time helps elevate Austin even more to another level, which seems impossible at this point, but it happened. Yeah, it gets even better. Oh. It's crazy. It's so good. The creative was excellent at this time mm-hmm. because they ran into this problem and like they turned it around in one night. They, or maybe it was like a couple of weeks. They figured out what to do. And it and was, I think um, this is a time where WWF really um, was on the same page as their their core hardcore audience and like you know target demographic. Like they were yeah. really like appealing to to that group. So. Right, they weren't doing just whatever they wanted. Yeah, at this point, they're trying to make the people that watch happy. Yeah, I mean, they're essentially followed WCW's lead. Um, yeah, I don't think you can really argue against that. Um, no, and just be more it, controversial. Yeah, and did it better. Yeah, because they had better talent. They had yep. new talent. Better talent. talent. They had better talent in the ring, outside the ring, backstage. They were just a better company. Right, um, better business. Yeah, better yeah. Bus- that's that's yeah. They were the better business. So once they figured out what to do, they, of course they're gonna win because they're just yeah much better business. No one does a better company. Different. Yeah, right. They're not owned by Turner. Yep. You know they're owned by themselves. WWF. So they have the advantage there. Mm-hmm. In that war. Now the only other side note that I had that really stood out to me was that we got the debut of Cactus Jack. In a great match against Triple H. And you have that, uh, what I would say is classic promo of Foley, the three faces of Foley, <laughs> yeah. where they all come out on the Titan Tron talking to each other. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it was. Cactus Jack makes his debut, has the match. Triple H takes, uh, gives Triple H a pile driver on the table on top of the ramp, you know, which seems commonplace today, but you know, it's the first time we're seeing that kind of hardcore. Yeah, Action was, on the ramp, on the Monday shocking. Night Raw ramp. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. So that really concludes what we got here. You know, we'll get into our final wrap-up here. Usually go through the house shows, but, you know, Austin's injured, so he's not on any house shows other than <laughs> just making run-ins and stuff. Uh, he's not having matches, obviously. Just jump, jumps in and pops the crowd during these house shows. So nothing really to report there. Uh, JV, you have any final thoughts? I mean, we kind of just gave our final thoughts in all of this, but you have anything? I just have one more uh, point to make here. At the end of Raw, oh, at some point uh, at Raw 226, um, as a result of Pillman, I believe, beating Goldust, he gets Marlena for 30 days, and we get a much different, more hotter and aggressive Marlena. <laughs> hotter, uh, yeah. Yeah, she, if that's even possible. It, clearly it was. <laughs> um, but there's one scene, um, he's like carrying her, and he's like lifting her shirt, and you get like an ass shot, which is, you know, yeah, a big deal when you're a teenager in the '90s. <laughs> yep, it was a big deal when right. I just watched it the other day too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny how we just revert back to being teenagers as we yeah, get yeah. older. Yep. Oh yeah, that's still good. Like, like, mo- that. like anything has changed. <laughs> you're right. Nothing changed. <laughs> oh, I got a full time job now. <laughs> right, that's mortgage. Right. Some other things. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> All right. So this brings us now, like I said, to our end here. And next week we'll be getting into, uh, well, we got one more Raw of September to do. To do, but then we're going to get through the month of October and early in November for the Survivor Series. I said this before, but these pay-per-views are kind of screwy. They're screwing with my format. <laughs> They're not ending. The pay-per-views aren't at the end of the month. They're at the beginning of the month. Yep. So 
anyway, not, not like it makes a big deal. But go through October, we get into the first week of November, and then we have the Survivor Series where Owen Hart and Stone Cold go at it again for the IC title. So we'll see that build up happening from that point on, from um, from this last Raw in September, where we're going to start to see more of the feud build up between Owen and Austin. Not that it hasn't been going on this whole time, because it has, but it's really going to get kicking into gear because now they know Austin's going to be able to come back and actually have that match. So we'll see that next week. Talk about that next week on episode 16, which we're calling Owen 316. And we titled it that because... Owen Hart is going to be wearing his Owen 316 shirt starting next week. Going to come out like a big prick wearing that shirt. I just broke your neck on the back of it. All right, so stay tuned for that next week, next Wednesday. Uh, I want to give some shout-outs to our brother podcast, Talking Taker. Talking Taker breaks down the career of The Undertaker on a weekly basis every Friday. Sometimes uh, Thursday you can find it. So either either day, Thursday or Friday, catch the Talking Taker podcast. Like I said, breaking down Undertaker's career, just like we do here on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with Stone Cold's career. They've just been at it a lot longer than us, about 70 episodes in. They're currently going to be covering Backlash 2001. So their last episode they did was WrestleMania 17, X7. But this week they'll be covering Backlash 2001, where it's something that we'll eventually be covering. It's Undertaker and Kane versus Steve Austin and Triple H in a tag team title match. So we'll be interested in that, and we'll be talking about that probably next year. By <laughs> 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 the time we get to 2001. And then you have, so take a listen to Talking Taker. They get a lot of good shit, so go back to their archives and relive the career of the dead man. And then we have another uh, friendly podcast here is Talking, uh, Booking the Territory. Not Talking Taker, I just said that. <laughs> booking the territory podcast the unprofessional wrestling podcast these guys break down shows of the nwa saturday night uh saturday night episodes from the uh, mid 80s they're currently in september of 1987 this week they'll be covering september 19th 1987 they also do a smoky mountain wrestling show and this week they'll be covering june 4th of 1994 and the saturday night episodes from nwa come out every thursday and the Smoky Mountain Wrestling episodes come out on Sundays. So check out Booking the Territory. And you can find us on Twitter at BottomLineCast. You can tweet at me at MPRU83. And you can reach out to HeelJV at John Van Damage <laughs> on his Twitter. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope to be back with us next week for Owen316. So long, guys.